Hello, Mother Rogues, Father Rogues, and fellow local and long-distance non-residential custodians. Okay, let's just, this is your handy-dandy Mother Rogue. And going forward, Chris Miller. And going forward, let's just say mom and dad. Not non-residential custodian. And let's turn off Sean Cassidy before whoever owns the rights to da do ron ron ron. I think I made my... I added an extra ron in there, but I also made my parents' ears bleed playing this uh, on vinyl back in the 1970s. Um, anyway, let's shut off the, un- the, the copyrighted music, and this is not going to be a monetized episode. None of them ever are. Um, I'm here for you guys. I'm not here to make a profit. Um, but Sean Cassidy, he liked a comment I made at uh, a reply to one of his tweets this week. I really don't Twitter. I, um, I really don't Facebook. I LinkedIn and I have my own personal sites, but I really don't tweet I'm not on Facebook that often. And I I appreciate that I need to be, as a writer, uh, I need to build my brand and actually get out there. But I'm not a social media fan. So, but the highlight of my week this week was, in fact, Sean Cassidy, or at Sean J. Cassidy on Twitter, liking uh, a response to one of his tweets about New Amsterdam which is this medical drama on television. I might have mentioned it before uh, that Cassidy writes and produces and it's, it's right up there with ER in terms of how good it is. Um, and it also has Ryan Eggold, who's I'm probably mispronouncing that last name, but uh, he has taken over Hugh Jackman as my idol adult idol. So, um, speaking of Sean Cassidy, let's talk about Mark Hamill, who liked one of my replies to him as well on Twitter. This now gives me reason to be on Twitter. Um, another idol from the 1970s. Uh, and I, poor Mark, I used uh, Star Wars, probably made my, made my father's eyes bleed. He took me to see that movie eight times the original which is now called episode four um at the holiday six movie theater in western new york i think that's what it was called long time ago new york state far far away um so sean cassidy mark hamill and rob gorski the autism dad um at rob gorski one word on Twitter. Uh, Rob posted um, a blog this week about living and not just trying to stay alive, not just trying to get from one day to the next, but living, appreciating the fact that we are alive. That's very hard for long distance parents. Um, and non-residential parents. It's hard for absolutely any parent. But we're in a unique situation where 
our kids are our lives. And for whatever reason, at one point in our lives, we discovered that we weren't going to be there full time. They weren't going to live with us. And some of us, myself included, discovered that not only were we not going to live with our children, but our children were going to be several hundred miles away. And we weren't going to see them as often as we would like. And we weren't going to be able to participate in parent-teacher conferences and things like that, live and in person. And that realization kind of derails being alive and doing things that make you feel alive. Um, Because you plan your life one way, um, to overgeneralize it, uh, Cassidy planned on being a rock star, and Hamill, I, I don't think, ever realized when he began how typecast, sorry, Mark, he would be as Luke Skywalker. Um, they plan different lives for themselves, and they're, they're two of my favorite people in the entertainment industry today. And the reason um, I like both of them so much, Hamill and Sean Cassidy, goes back to what Rob said about being alive and living. And when they discovered that their lives weren't going to be as they as they planned or hoped, both of them went on and used their abilities to do different things, brilliant things. Um, and if you're a fangirl like I am, and I was really super excited when, yeah, Sean Cassidy and Mark Hamill liked my replies to their tweets because I am a fangirl um, for 1970s icons. Uh, they they did brilliant things. I mean, we all, Cassidy's career has been, as I understand it, mainly in television. Um, and I just love New Amsterdam to death. Uh And Hamill, we all know he's the Joker, but, you know, he's done a lot of stuff beyond that. Um, You know, Uh, and he's happy. He's got this great life. And yeah, periodically I look in. So just Google, where are they now? You know, so they, Hamill and Cassidy, they, they built lives that make them feel alive and happy and excited, I think. I don't know them personally. Um, in spite of the fact that things didn't go as they planned. Um, and we all do that. And we do that as non-residential custodians, as, as parents. But we don't have... I'm trying to think of how to put this and I'm sounding like William Shatner instead. Uh, We, our kids don't live with us. So no, life didn't go as, as, as we planned, but we live with them full time. We, uh, if you're anything like me, you are constantly thinking about your kid, even when you're not intentionally thinking about your kid. Even when you're not staring at the bottom of your computer screen saying it's 7.52 and kiddo wakes up at 8 o'clock, so I will FaceTime him and wish him a good morning then. You're still uh, 
thinking about your your child. You're still trying to figure out things that you can do um, with them when you see them. Maybe you're you see a movie that's you know coming up in the theaters, or you drive by, by some kind of cool you know uh, exhibit, or there's you hear about something coming into town and you think, oh, I'll take so and so to that. Uh, my child, not so and so. Uh, or maybe you're like me who I sit there and even though I am working and I am super productive at work, uh, most of the time, um, I still, you know, corner of my eye, watching the clock, eight hours till school lets out. What email is going to come my way? What do I need to respond to from a teacher or a caregiver or, um, do I need to check in with my ex-husband today and, and see how he's doing? I haven't heard in a while. And all of these things, when, when you're a non-residential parent, all of these things are at the, the top of your brain. They're always there in the background. Your children actually can become larger than life to you because you're not there every day to see that they're okay. And you're not every there every day to connect with them. And there is also a tremendous amount of pressure on non-custodial moms in particular. No offense, dads, uh, but non-custodial moms, because we don't have um, residential custody, to prove to other moms, I have no idea why. When I figure that out, moms, I will let you know. But to prove that we are just as good, if not better, than our residential counterparts. And all of that whether you have a special needs child or not, uh, takes away from living. Um, and by the way, dads, I know you're fighting that stereotype of, oh, you're the weekend parent and you're just the fun parent. Yeah, I know you're sitting there in the back of the um, auditorium for that Christmas concert. I'm aware of that. Props to you. I am aware of every time that you show up at a parent-teacher conference because that's your child. Props to you. Um, and I know that, that every hour you put in of work is for your child's future. So again, uh, but the moms, we know that, and it's assumed that the dads will do that. And non-custodial moms are like, people assume we're, we're deadbeats on the first, first go. And it drives me nuts because we're not. Um, and I've talked about that in the past. But so we are so busy trying to prove that we are involved parents, trying to be involved parents, uh, and trying to take care of our children in the best way we can from either, you know, five miles or 500 or 5,000, that our kids become larger than life in our minds. A parent, your child never actually leaves your, your consciousness, but you do kind of set them on the back burner and you can focus on other things. I often think that, you know, my son becomes larger than life to me because I love him so much that I forget that he is a grown person, that he has a perfectly good co-parent father um, and a support system and that I don't have to worry. So, and when you're worrying about your child, you're not living. 
You're going through the days. You're doing your job. You're probably doing it brilliantly and to the best of your ability. And um, But you're not living. And I will explain what that means right after the break. I'm back. Wow, that was a very long break. I think I left you something like 36 hours ago. Um, I Life got in the way, I guess you could say. I just finished the end of a 12-hour day. My idea of living is my job. I don't my life didn't go the way I'd planned it. I planned to be mom. I planned not to have a career. I planned to have a job and be mom every day, live and in person. And for a long time, when I wasn't mom, live and in person, Like Rob said, I was staying alive. I was taking care of myself. I was doing my job, but I wasn't living. I came alive, and I still do, the moment I cross over the Tappan Zee Bridge and I'm within 40 minutes of my son or... I'm about to see him or I am with him. But I cross the border into Connecticut when it's time to go home after those visits. And for a long time, I would just shut down. I didn't do anything for myself. I didn't take care of myself. I didn't allow myself to be happy. And the reason I didn't was because I felt guilty. I felt like I'm supposed to be a mom. I'm supposed to be there. I am not supposed to be happy outside of my child. I'm not supposed to live outside of my child. This is one of those great instances, folks, of do what I say, not what I do, or not what I have done. Um, Eventually, if you don't, take care of yourself as a parent, if you don't allow yourself to be alive, to cherish every moment of every day, regardless of whether you are with your child or not, if you don't find one thing to do for yourself, and if you don't find a way to live beyond the life you expected, you're going to break down. Maybe not mentally, maybe not emotionally, but stress and a lack of happiness, yeah, they they take their toll. Guilt leads to depression, leads to all kinds of stuff that, that you don't want and you don't need and you shouldn't have because you are a good parent. Me, I made this horrible mistake where 
Okay, it wasn't horrible. I have a great relationship with my son. Strike that from the record. I made what my cervical vertebrae sees three, four, five, six, possibly seven, but he hasn't joined the party yet. And the carpal tunnels in my wrist categorize as a horrible mistake. I only came alive when I was with my son. So I made tons of trips to New Jersey to spend time with my son. And I built my whole life around what he was doing and where he was, even though I was 210 miles away. And it was great. I, I regret none of it. I would do it again in a heartbeat folks. Cause I just have this great relationship with my kid and I love him. And <laughs> like I said, and I'll say a million times, but I did hit a point where, yes, those three, four cervical vertebrae, they threw a nice revolt against my mid-sized, sedate Camry, Toyota. And my wrists started saying, eh -uh. And when that happened, I didn't know what to do. I realized that I needed a life for myself. Now, everybody had been telling me this for years and years, but I was like, no, I'm a mom. I don't have a life for myself. I have a son. You need a life for yourself. And you need to go out and do something for yourself and not feel guilty about it. And you shouldn't. Start easy. Start simple. Give yourself Five minutes to do something, anything that makes you happy, that makes you feel alive every day. Try five minutes for a week and then try 10. It can be dumb, something as dumb as sitting and just breathing outside in the sun or as complex as spending five minutes working on a project you love or a project for work. If you're like me and your dream job also, and your hobby also happened to be your, the way you earn a living. Um, I truly come alive when I'm writing. And that's probably the only thing that's saved me during the 14 years I've been a non-residential custodian. Find five minutes every day to live for yourself. To appreciate that you didn't end up with the career of being a parent that you thought you would have. But you've got a great opportunity in front of you. And you truly do. You can build your career. You can find the next Ryan Egghold and put him on stage. You can... Be the Joker um, in the animated Batman series. You can do whatever you want. And here's the thing. Here's how it all relates back to your child. By living, you have a story to tell your child. A story they will remember. 
and they will cherish. And your your children will take pride in the in your accomplishments and your mistakes and the in the things they saw you do. And they will love you all the more for that. So if you're not going to live and be alive for yourself, then do it for your kids. Um, And that's all I have for this week. I really am very brain fried and very tired because as much as I do love spending like 12, 13, 14, however many hours I'm counting in front of a computer, I occasionally need sleep. It's rare, but it does happen. (laughs) So how are you feeling alive this week? What are you doing to live your best life? Shoot me an email, Christina, C-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-M-R-6-8 at readactively.org. Post a comment. Find me at the Mother Rogue. Uh, because-autism.blog. You can also read my latest on co-parenting constructively on readactively.org and leave a comment there. But, or find me on Twitter at ChristinaMR68. Tell me what you're doing to live your best life, to be alive. And always remember, You are a fabulous, excellent, superior parent. And you have an amazing kid because you are that parent. This is the Mother Rogue signing off. Talk to you next week.